ladies, gentlemen, those in between unaffiliated, I've done it again. I this year would be the the the, the year where we turn over a new leaf and not bog ourselves down by overloading ourselves and overstuffing ourselves only lasted like i don't know two weeks yeah in fact i was uh the the bonus episodes that's gonna be coming out the week that this they were recording this which is bonus 75 we even discussed in it we spent like maybe like 10 minutes talking oh yeah we're gonna take a break it's gonna be so fun getting back to all the series that we've forgotten about because we've been so bogged down by these big series and we're just gonna have a free reign to just experiment with stuff and the next thing you know, we're jumping into this long series, 10 episodes. So uh, 11, actually. 11, you're right. Yes, I forgot all about Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. here we go. Which that'll be between 8 and 9, because we are technically doing this chronologically. Yeah. Okay. Um, so here we are. It's Fast and the Furious. Um, not super familiar with it. Once again, cultural osmosis. Uh, if you grew up in the aughts, this was referenced. So, and as we mentioned before, okay, as I've mentioned before, not fully into car culture. Car culture. I know my stuff. Not saying I do. Uh, basic 101 stuff. This movie's awesome, though. I, I do like enjoy this movie. We'll, we'll talk about it, of course. Um, I did not see this in theaters. I saw Fast 7 in theaters. And nine, or sorry, eight. I, I missed nine. Uh, but ten were, well, the, this, the whole, we're doing James Cameron again. So it's like we're going to, I'll go see. I mean, do you want to see? I guess, yeah, we'll see Fast 10 together. Um, Caleb, your history with the, the series, just briefly, if you don't mind. Hmm. My history with this series um, is weird. I have a, I feel like I at some point owned. Too Fast, Too Furious on UMD. I don't own it anymore. I was just checking. Rock on. Yeah, I'm, I'm positive that I own that film, and I've seen that one way more than any other film in the series, Too Fast, Too Furious. But this one, I only would have caught it on TV back in the day. Um, So I've probably seen this like three times, and today would maybe maybe my fourth time. So yeah, not, not super familiar. And the last time that I would have watched this would have been when fast and the furious or fast and furious came out which i believe was 2009 maybe yes i think so yeah because i watched the three preceding that and then saw that in the theater and then i didn't see any more again until mm, (laughs) maybe i shouldn't say this actually um (laughs) i was having a hookup with a girl and she was like let's watch fast five and so then we started watching it and then and then hooking up started happening and i did not fully watch the film <laughs> we're, in, we're, we're we're on the wrong channel by the way or we're on a different channel so you can say that stuff now <laughs> if you want well i don't want to be too uh too crass yes that's fair. Was, yeah. i respect your decision though but we i think yes the read between the lines and you know what he's talking about yes th- things were happening and the movie became yeah something i wasn't paying attention to anymore <laughs> quite so. quite fast and furious but uh but yeah no so i haven't i I haven't seen anything beyond that um i really don't know i've seen the trailers and it seems like this series becomes something dramatically different than what i think of as this series but i'm curious to finally go through them all and curious to uh discuss my revisiting of this first film today which 
surprise me in many ways. Very good, sir. Most excellent. Shall we begin? Yes, yeah, so if everyone can go to timestamp zero, and I'm unfortunately at timestamp uh, zero one, I couldn't uh, get it to zero, but that old problem again. Yeah, that's stupid problem. I know exactly what you mean. Uh, I'll let you go because I'll, I'll like count my head or wait. No, yeah, I'll say I'll say play and then I'll hold off for one second. Then I'll hit play. OK, OK, that's yeah. OK, if you got it. So go ahead, sir, please. So on this commentary, we'll hit play in three, two, one, play. I'm seeing the sun rise over the over the universal planet Earth. Is this our first universal film? No, I don't know. It... No, wait. What was Jackson's Peter or King Kong? I I don't know. That that, that was probably universal. Yeah. Yeah, because it didn't didn't it open with the universal logo. I think so. Yeah, the old school yeah. or the old style. Yeah, right off the bat, here we go. It's this is hip. Got some rap music playing and some shiny, uh, shiny intro logos here. Chrome. So we're starting off with truckers. Yes, and I guess I'll let this. Holy smokes, Panasonic! Look at those TVs. Yeah, and it's another ad. It's just like Transformers from the other day. Oh, were those the t- the TVs with the VHS included? That's fun. Yeah, that's ah oh man, that is that's OG, bud. At least for us, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I spent many years with one of those TVs. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll say right off the bat when we're starting this. So we are starting this with this movie. We're not going back to the 1954 film, which this film got its title from, but it's not a remake of. Do you know how that happened? I do know how that happened. Yes. All right, go ahead. Um. There was many different titles that were thrown around for this, including Redline, uh, that great anime got that title eventually, Redline. Thank goodness that one got this, and or got that instead of this. Yeah, Racer X was one, and a couple others, but they couldn't settle on one until one day the producer was watching a, a documentary on Roger Corman. Then he saw the title, The Fast and the Furious, and he was like, oh, that's the title. And so they contacted Roger Corman, and they they sorted that out. And that's actually the reason that the sequel is called Too Fast, Too Furious. They weren't allowed to call it The Fast and the Furious 2 because Roger Corman held on to those rights in case he wanted to make a, a rip-off sequel to his original film from the 50s. And about a month ago, before we even decided to do this series, uh, C- uh, TCM happened to play The Fast and the Furious, and I PVR'd it. So I, I watched that in preparation for this, even though I wasn't <laughs> knowing that I was watching it in prep. Uh, the the fifty four one, the fifty four. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, we have to be we have to be specific. <laughs> yes, and there are some similarities. For example, this movie opens up here with this attack scene on a a truck stealing some stuff. The original, I guess it's not really original, but the fifty four film also opened up with a an attack on a truck. So, some vague similarities running through the two of them, and that's one of them. Even though, again, this movie was not made as a remake and didn't, when they were making it, had no idea that it would have those connections. So Yes, indeed. Um, now, I guess some, maybe uh, addressing some controversy. I know the director of this film, Rob Cohen, I think I think he's in hot water again, or I think he's been in hot water, excuse me, uh, with oh. some uh, 
doing certain things that he shouldn't have to certain ladies. So, uh, oh no, I, I believe so. I don't know. This is last I heard. So I was like, just want to address that of like, yes, I'm aware. Uh, even though I listened to the commentary, he seemed like a hip dude as, as he called himself. Um, cause largely this whole movie was inspired by him, uh, learning about like, you know, the legal drag or the legal street races in New York and then going mm-hmm. to one in LA and being, very moved by it and wanting to uh kind of make his next project uh based off of this uh or what he saw excuse me so it's like okay fair enough hopefully not appropriating it but you know kind of bringing it to the the theater so um uh this the the scene we just saw with uh brian by the way a very important scene uh of him practicing and seeing that uh he's unable to uh keep his vehicle uh, above 140 miles per hour uh, in control, excuse me, being control of his vehicle for yeah. 140 miles before he like kind of loses control. So he doesn't have that control, you know, immediately, hopefully that's a setup for this entire like franchise of like, can Brian eventually like keep, keep, uh, keep control for like going above 140 miles per hour in a vehicle. Yeah, and here we are setting it up with uh, in Toretto's cafe here. And his sister, what's her name again? Mia? Mia Torero. Yeah, she's like, oh, you've been in here every day for the past three weeks. So he's been he's been trying to integrate himself with her, potentially, and potentially with uh, Dominic Toretto here, Vin Diesel. Yeah, the Dom as he steps out of his office. Yeah, our first Vin Diesel film. Here's a face that I saw a lot of in my youth and for a while was trying to follow his career. Actually, not really. Oh, not for you? No, not not for uh, not for me. I mean, for the channel. Oh yes, you know, I mean, my in my youth, in my youth. I guess, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah. No, I thought you were saying yeah. like our first film here. I'm like, uh, I don't know about that, but. Oh, isn't this our first film with him? Did, have we done another Vin Diesel film? No, there was. He voiced a particular giant made of iron. Oh yes, yes. The iron. Wow, I forgot all about that. Yeah. Which predates this film, by the way. Mm. By what is this? Two thousand one. Two years. Boy, this is stylish. Look at all these dated looking cars. So, as Cohen said, he really wanted to show like we will. These are like like fantasy cars. Like these are not like you know what you're seeing on the street at this point uh these are all just like you know top of the line like pure like this is an operatic film as he as he points Mm -hmm. out he's like this is is all that yes and this is this is one of the funny things watching this movie it feels almost identical to a roger corman movie from the 70s or the 80s in terms of the fact that it almost feels cartoony Everything's so elevated and and a little over the top and cartoony. But funnily enough, the original The Fast and the Furious is not like that at all. It feels like more of a straightforward drama. I figured. So <laughs> But this is so Roger Corman, it's it's up my alley. This is the kind of fun cheese that I enjoy. Yeah. Um well I guess we'll get into it. I think there's at least some stuff to uh I guess chew on, uh rather yeah. than like these actors with the scene but i think i honestly do think that like some actors are trying i don't know if there's yeah okay you know i'm gonna hold off on the whole like bad acting thing but man just there's gonna be a lot of us like gushing and being like man do you remember this like holy smokes i don't i don't just here mean we're setting up yeah sorry go ahead yeah, here we're setting up right away the 
the kind of love triangle, but it's not fully a triangle between Vince, Mia, and uh, and Brian. Yep. Where Vince has been trying to get in her pants for years. Yep. Getting her good graces, and then here comes this hot Paul Walker to uh, get in the mix. Oh, there's the F word broken out. It's definitely the early aughts. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the here's, early aughts. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's here's a big dick measuring contest. Oh yeah, no, it's um. They might as well just pull down their pants and start fighting with those two. Slap, a dick slap fight. <laughs> yeah, getting their getting their shorts <laughs> tangled up. And P.S. Um, I just saw Paul Walker only a few weeks ago in one of his earliest film roles, Tammy and the T-Rex, where he uh, he plays a character who gets his brain inserted into a, a giant robot T-Rex. A very uh, very amusing B movie. I definitely recommend that. That can only be in the 90s. That literally can only be in the 90s. It was 94. Yes. <laughs> and it stars uh, uh, the guy who plays Bernie in Weekend at Bernie's, the corpse that they play with. Interesting. He's the main villain. He's extremely over the top and hilarious. But Paul Walker. Yeah. Paul Walker's way hot, by the way. I, I definitely had a thing for this guy. It is so funny because Cohen mentions uh, in the film, like like in the commentary, He's mentioning like, you know, all these like beautiful girls. And he also mentions like how uh, Jordan Brewster, uh, the, the actor plays Mia is also like, be- I also, yeah. I think she is dang gorgeous as well. Like she is aged like a fine wine as well. Part like, uh, maybe mm. that's a little too mm. far, but like she's aged like a fine wine. Um, and yeah, Paul Walker, man, he does look like super attractive. Even Vin Diesel, I think looks pretty attractive, but that's just me. Yeah, he looks good here. No doubt. Um, and of course, yes, we forgot to mention the other one. Uh, this is our, at least b- before we saw her again, but this is, uh, our second film or no third film, excuse me, with the one Marcel Rodriguez. Yes. It's very nice to see her again. Yep. As I've mentioned many times, always a big fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think she's, she's got a lot more like, uh, charisma and she's more smarter than she looks. I'll say that. Love all the NOS, uh logos on the wall i feel like see this okay while you could say it feels like product placement i it's but it's integrated into the film so like yeah i think it works like i think while there's product placement in this film and we'll see product placement shortly i think it all works though yeah it does feel like nos is their like buzzword it's it's a plot point they mention it a lot and we see the logos a lot everywhere oh yeah it was even making me think of that energy drink that used to exist i don't think it does anymore i don't remember if it does but did you ever have a drink of it at all i definitely did when i was a teenager but potentially inspired from these movies yeah <laughs> so what it tastes like exactly um nitrous oxide it it tasted similar to most energy drinks i remember it having maybe like a blueberry type of flavor interesting i it's been it's been since the 2000s since I've had it. Oh, I totally. may have had my last one in like 2008. So. Uh, yeah, doesn't surprise me. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure it was going at least till 2011. If I remember like the gas stations across the school having them. Yeah, when I started my bodybuilding phase in 20, like 2009, I gave up on energy drinks completely because I found out how bad they are for you. Oh, they're like awful. So, <laughs> yeah. So it definitely must have been 2009 at the latest. So, uh, this is the, okay. So, uh, what, one, 
Uh, this whole film's location, by the way, is um, what do you call it? Is the I think L.A. Vegetable Market. Mm. Uh, just down at night. Yeah, definitely L.A. Looks like L.A. Oh yeah, well it's, yeah, it is L.A. Um, yeah. And so Cohen wanted like you know a look of like modern i guess he didn't he he did not use the word urban i never once heard the word urban in here but like yeah he he mentioned he wanted something new looking so we got like the instead of like you know boys in the hood we get like i guess echo beach or whatever it's called echo park i believe it's the 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 heights where they're in the neighborhood they're in um and uh, over here we see a cameo by one of the i guess uh artists of the film literally uh, obviously not yeah him but it's like it's ja rule ja rule yeah a famous guy that i never much cared for i never cared much for his music or his persona but it was fun to see him here i was like oh wow i did not remember that ja rule was in this but okay yeah that's yeah exactly and p.s p.s uh this movie a very very early on i started to be like wow i'm seeing some parallels to john wick just in terms of it's so particularly focused on this this underground car car racing like a uh, society it was making me think of the john wick assassin society how it's interesting okay it's like the whole world in some way revolves around this this area and i feel like that i remember that it getting more escalated as the series goes on but i was feeling a little bit here yeah, I, I see what you mean. I think it's. I also could like you know make comparisons to Yu Gi Oh as well, where like the whole yep. uh, world in that in that series like just revolves literally around like a children's card game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but in this case, um, I feel like again what Rob was trying to translate was he literally wanted to take, um, who, who's. Uh, I'm trying to remember kind of like with, with the, again, uh, with American graffiti from, what I remember like George Lucas really in, loved uh, the street cars and the like, cars from his day in the sixties and racing them. And so that was where his like, um, that's where his passion came from to make that film of like, here's what like, you know, guys were like in the sixties with their hot rods and all that stuff. And so I feel like I'm not saying this is a updated version of American graffiti, but I am saying like, Rob is trying to show like this world that people like Americans may not know, like, Hey, this exists. Uh, and I get, I guess he's glamorizing it uh, or at least putting a lens over it, but he's also putting it on this idea of like a heist. Cause you know, in the beginning there was this heist going on, um, which I also got to mention is that he was making uh, connections to like, it's a Western in a way, like this movie's got some Western vibes to it because we have the, uh, the the truck. The truck was in like coated in white, I believe, and then the cars coming in, uh, the Hondas were black, so they were like you know the the, the bad guys in old uh, cowboy movies where they were dressed mm. in black and they were robbing a stagecoach. <laughs> he made a connection to that. I'm like, you know, you're making sense here. So it's kind of like a somewhat of a modern westerns. We don't know where this Brian character is going, but he obviously wants in with these with his street crew. So like, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens there. And one thing he's also, Rob was also enamored by was that he went into, uh, this, he can't, he was at the street race car rally. And he noticed that there's all these different like ethnicities around. Uh, you had, uh, people of African-American descent. You had people 
of Hispanic American descent or Hispanic descent, excuse me, uh, those of like South Asian or Chinese, Japanese, Korean descent. Um, you had, and then obviously white people, you had all these people interacting with each other. Uh, and they were only like, they were all kind of united under one front racing mm. and cars. Yeah. And I, I do like that aspect. That's kind of fun. Adds yeah. a unique flavor. Uh, despite how uh, some people might dress, uh, both the men and the women. Yeah. Um, and by the way, uh, I don't know if there was like a something in the air with the, the racing around this time. But I remember uh, Batman and Robin also had like an illegal racing sequence. And it was f- filmed in a similar way with all these extras and all the different disparate groups there. I'm pretty sure that's where the Coolio cameo was in too. So another rapper doing a cameo in a legal race scene. At least, uh, like you said, in Daredevil, he has a little more significance in that film. Uh, the director's cut, sorry, as you as you mentioned. Yeah, but definitely not in yeah Batman and Robin. No, certainly not. So I don't know. I'm I'm curious if there's other racing movies coming out around this time, street racing stuff. Uh, obviously the connection. I'm not gonna say that yet. Um, whoops. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't know. I didn't do any like. Uh, research on that to see like if there were anything else um but anyway by the way do you remember when cars would do that all the time with the uh the light underneath i forget what that's called right now oh my goodness that that was just like you know if you remember cars uh some of those hooligans that like kind of okay hang on a second i gotta so this scene with um what do you call it? this scene with uh with um the breast and jaw uh, ja, with jaw rule um so Ja Rule showed up on set and they're like, you know, he's going to do one of his, uh, he's going to be part of the promotion or whatnot of the film. Cause one of his songs is at the end. He's uses the credit song. And, uh, he was like with the, with Rob Cohen, who also had a cameo recently ja, with that as the pizza hut driver. Oh yeah. That was him. Um, funny. and so he, they were like, all right, we got to give this guy a character like Ja Rule's character. Uh, he's yeah. like, uh, he's racing only to get a menage a trois. And that lady was one who was going to, you know, be part of it. And that apparently that woman was one of his entourage from his trailer, uh, <laughs> who was already familiar with him. So, uh, let's just say consent was, uh, given, uh, maybe not verbally, but, uh, well, I guess agreed upon back in those days. And, uh, um, apparently this guy who I think is playing a Sega game. I don't know which I look like PlayStation. I was going to say a PlayStation game. Yeah, sorry, not a Sega game, but like a PlayStation game. It looked like Gran Turismo. I was going to say, was it Gran Turismo? Um, But he apparently was, I forget his name, but he was apparently an actual like legit street racer who uh, the cops apparently were still hunting to that, at least to that day. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, again, like Cohen made the uh, commentary in like 2002 or something like that. It was well before Triple X came out. Uh, He said, man, what do you think of this part? Um, this is when the real cartooniness starts to kick in. And I was like, oh, wow. Again, he really mentioned that this movie's over the top. Like, it's almost like a John Woo film uh, where, like, yeah, we're not, like, supposed to take this as real. Uh, and he also mentioned that because, uh, again, all these cars are very, like, you wouldn't see these cars, like, on the street. Like, these are all, like, what everybody imagines cars should be like. Uh, street cars should be like. And I mean, like, a uh, we call it like a wet dream of like a, a street racer's wet dream for cars. Um, menage, okay, funny. And by the way, uh, all this type of filmmaking that they're doing right now, 
it is so similar to Speed Racer, the uh, Wachowskis film. Except Speed Racer, of course, has a little bit better effects, but they play up this cartoony aspect just the same way. Yeah. And it's funny to see it in a more somewhat serious tone movie like this, where Speed Racer is just completely like insane. <laughs> yeah, he was actually, yeah, Cohen was saying that he wanted to kind of, <laughs> uh, he was trying to uh, replicate what George Lucas was doing with Star Wars, where it's like he's trying to take you into like a galaxy far, far away, especially recreating mm-hmm. like the scene with the light, the light speed uh, tunnel uh, in, in, in episode four. I'm like, all right, this guy at least is talking about stuff. Like he actually, he's not trying to make like a, this movie stupid. So like actually putting some thought into it, even though it might be a little uh, crazy. Yeah. Uh, and he also mentioned that street races usually only like, like these kind of like, you know, drag races last like 10 seconds. He was trying to make it this 10 seconds uh, fit into like two minutes. Mm. And I think he does it pretty well. Yeah. With, like the slow motion and the, like the blurred colors everywhere. Like, look at this. This is crazy. <laughs> Another thing he mentioned is that he made he intentionally made all the cars with the protagonists uh, stand out as like bright colors, bright, bright, vibrant colors. Excuse me. Uh, Mm -hmm. He made the rest of the world look very bleak, maybe not bleak, but like, you know, just regular. Uh, There's not much color to them. All the colors maybe not sucked out of them, but it just looks real Uh, and have these cars be heightened again. He's really um, he mentioned operatic. So I'm like, as soon as he said that, I'm like, all right, so this is very much heightened and I should keep that in mind with the rest of the series. I did want to mention, since we just saw that car chase scene, um, growing up in, you know, or at least spending a significant amount of time in Surrey and as my youth, let's go. There was definitely a lot of illegal car racers around that town and the current town I'm living in Langley. There's actually some sanctioned, um, just on the street car racing that they do during the year. And I hear them all the way up to like 3 a.m. just ripping it down the roads and the cops are there just just kind of played back. So it's it's still got a significant element in the culture, at least in our area, this kind of racing. Yeah, no, that's that's anywhere, man. Like, I I also remember like hearing like punks at night, like, you know, ripping down at like 11 at night and like, shouldn't you guys be doing something else? But like. Yeah, no, it's it's a part of our culture. I'll say that. Um, I'm not. I am certainly not into it. But no, I mean, it's it's everywhere. It's not like you know, just oh, it's only exclusive to LA. It's like or no, it's everywhere, man. Like you know, kids yeah. that have cars and can like you know mod mod them. Like why wouldn't they? Yeah, and someone who used to work nights, and you know, sometimes I'd go out for fast food even when I wasn't working, and I got challenged to races a couple times. I didn't take part, but. I had the people looking over at me, revving their engine, waiting for the light. And then once the light hit, they went firing off like a bullet. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, a lot. It's a big. Uh, yeah, a lot of that stuff around here in Langley, especially. Yeah, parts of there as well. I like this scene, by the way. This is kind of Brian's introduction of the group. And I like their banter. Yeah, I think uh, some of the dialogue, at least between Brian and Dom, is is pretty strong in this. We'll yeah. obviously get more of that later, but yeah, I think yeah, before Dom was very like yeah, wasn't having it with 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 Brian, you know, coming up and either like I don't know if he had a problem with him, like you know, hitting on his sister or whatnot. She seemed to be enjoying it again by her language. Excuse me, I think he was being respectful to her, but um, it was just when like him and. Vince got involved. That was when he was like, all right, n- enough is enough. Yeah. 
I like this one. They're all scattering like rats and the music kicks up. Oh, totally. He's just like, you know, as soon as like cops are in, it's like, okay, get out of here. And they set up a little bit of Brian following him there, looking around to see if his boys are after him. A little bit of setup for what's to come. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and also, uh, interestingly, Cohen said they like did this whole like, you know, uh, escape, like uh, run like the plague, uh, <laughs> run, head for the hills. Uh, they did this like 10 takes or whatever. And he said they like none, at least according to him, not once nobody fender bendered each other. So he's like, yeah, we got a lot of extras that actually were in the street car community. And yeah, they all like pretty much knew what they were doing. So I'm like, that's, that's pretty cool. That's great. Yeah. Cause it is chaotic. There's so many cars all over the place. Oh, it looks like they turned off the lights underneath. I forget what that's called. They have the light lights down there. Oh, that was close. Whoa. Yeah. Almost got caught. Maybe you should just like hang out here for a bit, bud. Unless the police are like, you know, going to check up on this. Um, yeah. These cars are just insane. They are so over the top. Yes. And by the way, I actually did see one of the cars with those lights underneath only like maybe like two months ago. I was driving around in uh, in your area, Guilford, actually. Someone had like purple lights underneath. And I was like, wow, that's so dated. <laughs> I know I'm. Uh, yeah. OK, Guilford's close to me, but I'm not Guilford. I'm Wally. Like, sorry, just Wally pride. <laughs> well, your area, you know, it's like maybe like a couple blocks off. <laughs> yeah, no, it's only a few blocks away, but even still. <laughs> It's much more your area than mine, but it's still technically my area compared to... Uh... It's not this, it's that. <laughs> I like this scene here, yeah. Brian find his win. Dom was kind of left alone running on the streets and, yeah, picked him up. His little speedster. Well, I mean, it is it is his car after all, so he was just, like, you know, returning it to him. There you go, yeah. yeah and it was nice that, they, that he lost his first race. I think that's good. Yeah, and... It wasn't like he was Mary Sue. <laughs> Another thing, yeah, another thing there was that apparently, um, according to Cohen, uh, this when, when Brian did the entire race and going that fast um, turned him into a different character from when he was like from before, mm. apparently. Like, I don't know if he woke, but he like, I don't know, doesn't have like a need for speed per se, but he certainly was a changed person afterwards. Um, but this scene was a good scene to introduce that he, while he lacks skills when it comes to like controlling a high speed vehicle going straight, um, he has the opposite where he's very good when it comes to evading and like serpentining and like, you know, moving in and out and being evasive. That's, that's what Rob said. Mm -hmm. I think this scene actually plays really smart knowing how the movie actually goes on repeat watches. eh? yeah, I agree. Like him, uh, being like, oh, no, I've never done anything illegal. That's a good way to, to, especially knowing that Dom would do his research on him. That was smart. Yeah, because one might think that Dom's just got a bunch of, like, bowling balls and, like, sc several screws. No, the guy actually has some, like, smarts to him. Yeah, and they get to bond a little bit for their crimes in the past. And he proves his worth by being so good at evading the cops, even though the cops wouldn't actually be after him. So it was all pretty smart. That's the thing. Yeah, um, totally. I, I don't know if that was like set up or not by like the cops or whatnot, but it, yeah, you're right. Uh, until these guys can't evade these guys when they got guns. It's like, oh boy. Yeah. Because before, while we saw guns, it was a like kind of harpoon gun almost. TK food. 
Uh, this is real. Like this is a real place. This is like little Saigon. If uh, what Rob was telling me, where all these this is Confucius and all of his uh, disciples, his followers. Um, and we're gonna be reintroduced once again to an old uh, an old friend of ours, or at least an old face that we haven't seen in a long time. All the way back in the Man with the Iron Fist. Wow, I did not remember that he was in that, but yeah. I did write my notes. Hey, it's my buddy from Die Another Day. There you go. James Bond film where he gets diamonds stuck in his face and he's got a bald head. Very distinct looking uh, henchman. Yeah, so we have here Rick Yoon. Um, posing figure, like 6'2". I'm like, dang, I probably made out of muscle. Like, holy smokes. Um, and a highly attractive uh, figure, by the way. That guy. This man too. is quite a... Tr- like, we got three... At least, uh, probably all the extras are also pretty, you know, sexy to look at. But yeah, the, these three leads right here—the good, the bad, and the not so great—yeah, uh, they are all sexy-looking men. Yeah, if I may say so. Yeah, it's funny to find a movie because I don't know a car movie that doesn't seem as is um, women-centric as you'd think, but they definitely cast the male leads to uh, bring them in because they are—they are fine. Oh yeah, no, they—they uh, they got some like 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 Cohen said, he was like. Uh, you got like uh, uh, Paul Walker being like one of the most attractive men uh, in Hollywood at the time. It's like, yeah, he is like, man, yeah. like between him and Freddie Prince Jr. at this time, like, oh man, like just being like, you know, the boy next, uh, like uh, the all American kid, like, oh man, you're, you're not wrong there. <laughs> and hey, maybe it worked because that, I mean, the reason that I was watching it during the hookup is because that girl is a big fan of these movies and there you go so maybe uh maybe that had something to do with it <laughs> some common ground there um cohen also lamented in 2002 at least um that i guess like even realizing in a way uh he's he's a little uh, uh self-aware that uh, and realized that he cast ricky Yoon as like the bad guy and he's like i really don't want to like bring what what is it i, I don't want to bring make a stereotype that these like you know these these, these south asians this is this, this this korean american actor is um you know is the bad guy i don't want to make it look bad but i don't know i don't i don't i don't i don't see it that way personally no yeah i, I didn't see it that way either but maybe that's just our perspective yeah maybe yeah i guess I, yeah, who knows <laughs> i mean he is like kind of a dunce for doing that cost dom his car <laughs> just blew his car up man really cool uh explosion though that was that's was pretty awesome yeah i think that was well done yeah and i think this scene to come is is pretty good too i like uh that dom sees the value in this guy and immediately he's like okay you're part of the gang and i recognize that you and vince have some problems so right away i'm gonna go over and kind of show the new dynamic and you just gotta deal with it vince I think that's good. Well, even then, it's like when he realizes um, that all his crew basically like dipped. Like when the cops showed up, they scattered like roaches. Like you said, they were just like they're yeah. out of here. They're like, ah, oh, shoot, like let's get out. And we'll we'll see that in a way where uh, maybe I'm spoiling things. Well, even though it's about to happen, uh, yeah, he just like you just see apparently the Vince actor, by the way, and one of the other like side characters in the gang uh, actually are like guitarists or actual musicians so when they're like strumming the guitar or something like that they actually are strumming the guitar uh, with chords like that's pretty cool i have no idea what letty's doing she's just 
looking at something. <laughs> Maybe she's watching TV, but like, oh yeah, she's oh she's I think she's playing a video game. Yeah, she's playing Grand Turismo. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, he's not happy. The Dom is not happy. Yeah, and it goes to show because uh, they they spend a lot of this movie kind of trying to humanize and show him as a a, a solid guy, and that's kind of an important part of the movie. But yeah, when his folks let him down, he definitely shows them who's the big dog. Except for Jesse here. He's always nice to Jesse. Yeah, or other than just like, you know, go upstairs. <laughs> like, yeah. get a room, you two. It's the best he can do. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah, exactly. But yeah, so he's, yeah, he's, again, you'd, you'd think that, you know, he's this big stupid guy. And Dom has kind of a lot of like... A lot of like loyal loyalty is something that's very important to him, uh, and family. It, okay, that hasn't <laughs> happened yet. All right, that's it's, it's, family is mentioned. Uh, oh boy, Corona. I don't know after twenty twenty, but um, no. Damn. Some, having like you know lo- loyalty lying somewhere, it's like that is very important to him. By the way, I like the sound effect as he rubs off the beer. <laughs> And I like that he gives him Vince's beer and is just looking at Vince like, okay, recognize your punishment. Oh, both of them are. They're both they're both looking at him like, yeah, you know what yeah. you did. Not only recognize your punishment, but recognize that this guy's now part of the fold. Oh, I didn't even realize. So that woman he pushed, uh, Vince pushed, by the way, um, yeah. she turns around, gives him the finger. I didn't even realize that until now. <laughs> that's a good little like, that's a good little background event I didn't see. <laughs> Yeah, Michelle Rodriguez, she looks a lot younger here. She's got a different kind of energy. Uh, yeah, because it's 2001, so I assume so. Oh, I, sorry, I meant in terms of Resident Evil. Well. Which is the, the following year. 2002 or three? Yeah, 2002. Right, okay. Maybe it's just the way she carries herself and the haircut, too. Yeah, that's true. Like, And dressed a different way as well. Yeah. But it's fun seeing her so young. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, I mean, it's weird to see Vin Diesel this young as well. Yes. You can see that he's not fully bald yet, too. For just from his hair pattern. Yeah, he's still in hair. Did you wipe the seat? I wiped the seat. All right, too much information. Sorry. Oh, God. I just lifted up. There's me establishing uh, her dynamic, too. She's siding with him and. You guys gotta accept it. Yeah, certain dominance. Man, Brewster is young. Holy smokes! And by the way, I that was uh, that whole sequence. There was so much like uh, like male machismo going on. Everyone was so like uh, big dick energy. Yeah, I was expecting Razor Ramon to come out next to be like, "Hey, Chico, you're part of the gang now." Oh man, and they're <laughs> drinking Snapples. Let's go. What's the Snapple? Oh wow, facts? Snapple. How much more white can you guys get? Is there like a wire attached to that candle behind them? What the hell was that? Did you see that? Good question. I did not. Well, I see like a, what looks like a subwoofer. Maybe. Or not a subwoofer. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, so this was one part where uh, Cohen was saying like, you know, these are like two, like the hottest actors uh, on town right in town right now. And he's like, he's trying to find a way to make them look like homely or at least, you know, like normal, like off the street or something like that. And not... Mm-hmm accentuate their beauty which is their natural beauty so it was like that's interesting oh boy wow oh okay oh. this is uh this is a first cop point a gun at a white guy 
Hmm. Interesting. Damn. <laughs> I mean, like, let's be real here. In the entire like movie, doesn't happen to like. Oh, okay. Actually, never mind. <laughs> and of course, I I do enjoy that uh, this is a movie from the criminal perspective, and so even though Paul Walker is a cop, they never really portray the cops as necessarily the good guys they're always assholes and dicks even to him who's a cop yeah so so i can relate to that perspective i mean what cohen said is that apparent well okay as of as of 2000 and like 2001 i guess you know logic and or um rules uh if a if a cop in clothes wanted to go to detective they had to like go undercover i don't know if that still applies or not but like mm, yeah i don't know that's the case like oh okay by the way, I'll just tell this little brief story. Please. So I recently had a break in in our building. Oh, I'm someone sorry. came in and was was you know getting into some trouble, and it took uh, some people in our building to go and kind of drive the person out. And the cops showed up. That we called the cops, and when the cops came, they were like, "Okay, well, nothing we can do. You already got him out of the building. We're not going to arrest him. We're just going to, you know, leave it as is." And they're all like, "What the hell? You know, he was actually doing heroin." in the building in our staircase and you know screaming at us he peed in the in the staircase as well ew and the cop started screaming at the the people from our building and berating them and telling them to yeah just being complete assholes eventually they were just like fuck you just leave we don't want your help anymore and so the cops left jeez <laughs> so again you know fucking asshole cops they just do not give a fuck whatsoever hey, hey you gotta be careful because one of those cops might have that cop might have been jacob tremley's dad <laughs> oh is he a cop i don't know <laughs> yeah apparently well, apparently on his wikipedia page it says his dad works for the langley police department so i'm like hey your bud literally like works is probably around the corner from you oh that's funny wow yeah get him on the podcast yeah exactly <laughs> But what do you think about this twist? How do you think they introduced it here? Do you think it came off well? As what 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 Cohen said was about uh, or with like the audience reaction, they kind of he kind of heard audible groans of like, of course he's a cop. Yeah, and of course I don't remember what I thought at the time. I was a little kid, but it it's not surprising. <laughs> it yeah, on replay it makes it makes sense uh, that like you know he he faked they like faked a profile for him uh, which i like i rob was going on about like i, I gotta stop saying what rob was saying but like you know going no, on, go on, ahead. His, on like his handler you know kind of being his like i guess bridge and uh, his crutch almost in a way and uh, how do you think these scenes translate by the way between these two i guess they could have gone more with it but like i think for what it is it works yeah what i like is you can see right away that um brian is sucked into the aura of dom and mia and even though that guy is is giving him the straight facts, basically this Dom, you know, he probably is behind all this. He he's not as innocent as you may think. Yep. We can see right from the start that he's already pulled in. Oh yeah. And he's like, no, no, it couldn't be him. This guy. So. Yeah, he's uh, he's a uh, go native, as he later says. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is an Avatar flashback. There's Michelle Rodriguez. This must be. Sam Worthington and yeah, I guess yep. Dom is the uh, Natiri character. <laughs> so how? Well, and Mia is also all, maybe I think Mia is more the, the Natiri character in a way. Um, but how do we? How do we? Like, okay, um, how come this works over like JC's Avatar? 
like is is it just because like we got charismatic actors here or i guess it's also a different setting yeah you know lack of uh lack of kind of a flat monologue going through of of uh, narration you know shorter runtime <laughs> but no no i'm not i'm not serious in comparing i was more i know sure. i know <laughs> i know yeah we're you know, all, all jest all joke of course but it's just funny that there is like some similarities just because he said yeah. go native which may not be insensitive and i can't say that at yeah all, i think it is so, but yeah, what can you do apologies um i'm pretty sure this is Trevor right now singing i guess you probably can't hear it yeah well, i can't hear it so yeah i can't <laughs> i'm gonna listen to his uh i'm gonna pick up one of his albums and listen to it oh my goodness look at that yeah, some floppies yeah yeah and these floppies look pretty good i wish we were still using them this seems better than uh some of the crappy programs we have now <laughs> no i'm just playing <laughs> like cds were still around i kind of like this scene um again really kind of you'd think how with a franchise as bloated as fast and furious there's actually some like quiet time here I mean, it's not to say that the new ones don't have it, but like, or the current ones do, but like, just going back to it of like how kind of simple it is, and they're yeah. trying to tell a story, and they're actually like trying to flesh out some of these characters. Do you think some of these characters feel like stereotypes, by the way, or archetypes? Yeah, I think archetypes. Yeah, but but they, I think the casting was good to make them all stand out. And by the way, at this scene too, when this guy was talking, giving this little monologue, Jesse. I was like, hey, you know, this this voice sounds really familiar. And I was like, I feel like this actor was in Supernatural. And it was just his voice. It turns out he did play a, a reoccurring role. Interesting. In Supernatural in the early seasons. He looks completely different. He's got a mullet. He's playing like a redneck kind of guy. Yep. But no, it, that's, yeah, that's, so that was a fun surprise for me. I was like, oh, I used to really like that guy in Supernatural. So well, there you go. Uh, yeah, here's another thing that will be reoccurring in the uh, not 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 Vince going off and getting being a angry big at the side of yeah being yeah being angry and jealous at the side of Brian being next to Dom. No, just the barbecue, the the, the dinner scene. Basically, it's a very important uh, called thing for for Dom. Yeah, uh, family cookout again. Yeah, show. Oh yeah, no, showing that he and he has like care for his sister and whatnot. So he's man, actually, like uh, especially this part here. Which Jesse should know, but I guess he was just too hungry, and you know his, his stomach was thinking before his head. Yeah. Yeah, and I like the the saying the grace thing. Yeah, that feels uh, yeah two thousands. <laughs> Certainly does. Although I'm pretty sure I saw either Mia or Dom have a Catholic necklace, Catholic cross, excuse me, over their uh, yeah over their neck. Yeah, Dom's always got the crucifix there. Yeah. Also love the the little like, blessed art thou, uh, the pistons and uh, the exhaust manifold and the mufflers. <laughs> I'm like, let's go. Yeah, again, everything revolves around the cars, even the god in this universe. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember in Mad Max the game? Um, what the hey is that guy's name? But your your companion, um, the hunchback character. Um, yep. he kind of had that kind of reminds me of him in a way, yeah. And I was definitely thinking of Mad Max, uh, the Road Warrior when we get to the, the climax. Well, I guess I'll mention that later. And guess what? Cohen mentions that he knew he, of course, yeah, he drops that name right there. He's he's aware, yeah, what he is. very clear. Um, uh, yeah. there's there, there's actually a, a little bit of a scene here where it was a cut scene, 
but um and it's not in deleted i maybe i have no idea but my blu-ray by the way came with a lot of extras which is awesome hmm. uh, but anyways there was a cut scene where brian was trying to make peace with vince where he was literally going to hand him a corona be like all right sorry bud um but cohen was like ah, i'll kind of just let it be i'll just let it be yeah. for now um this scene was inspired by a particular American artist. I forget who it is. I forget the name, but Cohen was inspired by it because it was always a thing where the artist would have, would draw stuff from the window seal or from people inside window seals, which is kind of voyeur, voyeuristic, excuse me. But um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like you question that Matt, like the muscle sure he's got on there, but the like, I don't know the the nets or whatever he's got there. I I, I don't know about that, man. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, it actually uh, another reference to Mad Max. The guy who plays uh, Wes in that in The Road Warrior, just kind of the main lower level baddie. He's in a Commando, and he dresses very similar to this guy in Commando. Ah, uh, yes, with the fishnets almost. Yes, interesting. And by the way, I don't know what it is with vince's like homophobic element i don't know if it's like maybe something repressed in him with his relationship with uh, dom as well and his like jealousy of this guy taking his role oh okay interesting but like when he wants to insult brian here he mentions like the dress and or, or is that this scene or is it later i think maybe later I, I don't remember now but i kind of like it though uh i i, I like this though that the little bit that she, she puts him down, throws him down. Uh, I was just like, what's that place that you want to take me? Yeah. Uh, cha-cha-chas. Uh, it's like, all right, there. Uh, we're going there on Friday. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn. Damn, that's brutal. <laughs> Savage, as uh, some generation of kids once once said. Yeah, another slightly uh, potentially inappropriate, similar to going native, potentially a similar negative connotation. <laughs> but it is very persuasive in the youth these days. So I can't Oh, do. yeah get wrecked and me and isaac are all grandpas we don't know hello my fellow kids or hello my fellow dudes <laughs> i like hector here and i think he's a good uh, red herring i think it's a, this is a, a great red herring scene here yeah so far I, it is funny actually it's because because again the, the the twist is that like we're trying to convince that it's not dom and that brian yeah. is a cop so that's so kind of plays with obvious stuff but it somehow works yeah, and it, it's kind of fun how they managed to mix in the the kind of format of a, detec a detective story into this, into this racing film, where we get a number of different like leads that he's going after, but the real lead's been in front of him the whole time. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this set the uh, the El Gato Negro um, was its own like was it was a set. It's not a real place. I mean, maybe mm. maybe like something exists now. I I don't know. But uh, yeah, the garage is real. No, this whole back alley is a set. <laughs> of course not. Uh, they did have some problems filming here um, because uh, if you film in the summer in LA, well, uh, it's very short amount mm. of like uh, nighttime. Yeah, because the sun sets at like eleven o'clock and then gets up at like four. Trust me, we know <laughs> we're we're Pacific coasters, so we we get we know this. <laughs> anyway but yeah now we have some like detective stuff going on here eh yeah yeah some sneaking and uh deacon 
that shot right there of him like looking around the corner, he looks like Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, I can see it. Or I guess Jake Gyllenhaal looks like him. So if we ever needed like a deep fake of somebody, if like for some reason we somehow like I'm I'm pretty sure we're gonna have Brian in the next film. Like I, I guarantee you somehow he's gonna show up because if ten is the last one, like I think technology has gotten to the point where you could literally like put his like Walker's brothers as like as Paul. Like I think you could deep fake it, especially since they're brothers. So that's just me. Anyway, sorry. Um, any thoughts? <laughs> Any responses? Oh, I I don't know anything about it. what you were saying. There was like speaking a different language. Are you saying that they might bring him back? Well, is that like a rumor, or or is that there's something you're saying they could do? This is me. That this is what I want to happen because uh, I think like if you're making a last film, you gotta have Brian in it. Like, come on. I get. I guess uh, I'm maybe it's because I don't know what happens. I don't know if they kill him in universe. Maybe that's why I'm confused. I'm not going to say, yeah. I'm not going to say because obviously with what happened, like we have to mention that, but I, I like that we're th- okay. We're okay. 15 minutes in, uh, it's not a long movie, but we're 15 minutes yeah. in. Okay. It's 48 minutes, but still, and we get like, you know, oh boy, he's confronted with being a cop potentially. And I like the lighting of this scene. I like that Dom was almost in complete darkness when he walks in. Yep. I think that's really cool. And, just I think the way they play this scene, the three of them all together, has a very serious edge to it. Yep. Whereas the rest of the movie's been more kind of silly-ish up to this point. Yeah, again, it's it's weird where this where this movie has, you know, actual thought to it. And uh some bits are yeah, over the top and then others are, you know, pretty serious. And especially when you have a loaded shotgun to your head, you kinda have to be serious. Yeah. And I think uh, I think he's pretty. I think it's pretty convincing what he what he does because I mean I, I, he's probably he's probably stocked out like you say he's he's been at like the the Dom's auto shop for like three weeks now so he's I, I don't know if he's interacted with Dom before but like probably understands who he is as a person and he's obviously I think read his profile or whatever it is so he kind of understands like maybe what the lang- like the right words to say to kind of to back down and convince him yeah but. But I do think that he does a good job convincing him. What do you think? And I think it's, I mean, I think we've seen up to this point, he he doesn't want to fall out of Dom's good graces. He isn't even just doing it as a cop. He wants to maintain this relationship, I think. Oh, yeah. And he's, yeah, he's smart, quick on his feet. So, yeah, it's a good scene for him, definitely. Yeah, there is, there is absolutely a... Uh irrespect going on between the, the, this man where he wants to earn his respect. Um, but Vince is not having, and he's certainly like, you know, sniffing out him, sniffing him saying, like, Oh, this guy's a cop. Huh. Um, but anyways, no, I, uh, dang, that's somehow they were able to do that. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they just jumped down like onto like some, I don't know, like safety net or uh, a crash mat of some sort. I have no idea, but now it inspires, uh, Brian's words and uh, I guess his what is his diplomacy check uh, beat Dom's common sense or whatever or uh, his I guess diplomacy um, and now has inspired him to also do the exact same thing and like look for uh, other stuff. 
uh, and goes over to uh, Johnny Tang, I believe. Is, or, Don, Johnny Trang, excuse me. J- Johnny Tran's um, hood and or his uh, his auto shop and uh, look for stuff, basically. See what they got for their uh, the, the big race that they were talking about. Yeah. And guess who shows up? <laughs> Bad timing. And I've been trying to think of some examples of this, but sometimes I feel like when they uh, have these characters where the undercover cop comes into a group and they have like this really intense relationship with the lead a lead uh, crime boss guy yep there's almost like a subtle homoeroticness to their relationship where it's like such an intense bond that they form yep and the betrayal becomes so so much more intense because of it yep uh, i wish i could remember what example i'm thinking of but there's definitely a couple uh i remember liking the fact that um one one that's never uncovered, by the way. Um, by the way, is this the uh, is this the store manager uh, of that of that auto body or of that auto parts shop or center? I was wondering. You don't know who this poor guy is, but this is quite the scene. I don't think he is, but either way, yeah, it is very much a scene, and they had to tone some of the uh, lubricant stuff down because uh, it was getting a little too intense and almost uh, could have gotten them an R rating. Oh wow. Hmm. Oh yeah, like there it was. Pre- it was pretty intense, uh, and I think yeah, Rick Yoon does a fantastic job in the scene, being very intimidating. Yeah, and whoever his secondary butt is there is also very familiar. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you either. I'll see if I can look him up. Golly, I hope that this wasn't actual lubricant and some like form of chocolate sauce. No, it looks. It does look like maybe like olive oil with some sort of paint. Uh, not paint a uh, dyed or something. Yeah, no, totally. It has to be something thick to resemble lubricant, but like you can't put that stuff in your mouth. That's corrosive. Yeah. Or at least flammable, but bad for you. Yeah, man, it'd be ugly for them all just sitting there watching. Like, ugh. But also like intense of just like, okay, are we gonna get caught? Yeah. No, that'd be scary as hell. Yeah, it really does. Uh but one one uh are you thinking of the the, the departed at all or I think I've, I'm I'm thinking of a little little bit of the departed, but that's more like a son relationship. Okay. But the betrayal does feel just as intense. It is like a really, yeah. I'm thinking back to uh, the raid two, uh, with uh, what do you call it? With the with, with, with when Rama's betrayed, but he's never he's never ousted. His uh, identity as an undercover cop is never ousted, which is funny. Hmm. Uh, just kind of is one of the one of the movies where their their cover isn't blown um but anyways now we get like we go back to the cops and get the uh get their side of the story yeah we get the main cop who's a big or detective i guess or is it or is the fbi the, the black guy fbi i believe i think either the liaison with the fbi and cops and something else oh man you'll definitely get a uh kick out of this one eh Oh, with the cigarette bit? Yeah, the cigarette bit. I like that is his his captain standing up for him. Don't let him smoke. He he's like really angry about it. Yep, that's nice to see. Yeah, maybe get him a cigar. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, uh, a little, yeah, a little harsh there, buddy. Like I don't know about that. That's uh, something else. But like, no, that's that's a gross comment. Yeah, that yeah, guy is. is like, oh yeah, I definitely wanted to hit that basically. Like, oh, okay what the heck it's like oh fuck 
Or greasy ass cops. Yeah, or federal <laughs> agents or whatever. Public servants, civil servants, I don't know. Yeah, there's me again with my biases. <laughs> so this is apparently the actor who did Buffalo Bill. Oh, wow. Now that you say it, I can hear it in the voice. Did not see it in the face, but that is definitely his voice. Wow, that's funny. Hmm. Yeah, put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> Still haven't seen that film because I refuse to see that film until I read the book. Still trying to get through Red Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me know when you're done and I'll I'll read it. Uh, there you go. And talk about it. Yep, we'll talk about it. <sighs> break your heart, break your neck. Not going to happen. Pretty much, like, up to this point, there's nothing really that, like, Brian can do to, like, peeve off Mia, I think. Unless he, I don't know, told mm-hmm. her his secret. And Dom. Dom seems like he's, like, this kid's got such a glow to him. He's just like, this is my new right-hand man. Vince, he's too hot-headed. Yep. This is my new guy. Totally. You're my, you're, you are my number one guy. In fact, this feels very much like the, uh, a little while ago on WWE with Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. And he was like, oh, my cousin Jay is too much of a hothead, Sammy. You know, I, you're my new guy. You know, but, but maybe I shouldn't talk about WWE much. <laughs> was he the one that betrayed at, I uh, sure, but was he the one that betrayed him at Royal Rumble? Yep, Sammy. Yeah. Or not, not betrayed, but left. Yeah, Sammy was driven to the point where he had to hit Roman. Yeah, he was like, "I, you're, you're making me do something I could never do. Yeah. To uh, but sorry to uh, what's 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 his name? Um, yeah, to Ke- Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, thank you. Yeah, yeah, that was the, the plot line going for ages. That Jay was like this crazy hothead, and you couldn't control him. So Roman was just like Sammy, you know, you're in charge of Jay now, and that just pissed off Jay to no end. <laughs> I see. And then Jay was the one that like, okay, no, that makes that makes sense. Uh, yeah. We're talking over this scene. We got. We, yes. I think this is uh, pretty much like one of Vin's best scenes where he like basically, you know, talks about his dad and um, being a race car driver uh, for a certain, I guess, race promotion and getting caught on fire in the very end by this one character, the guy we saw in the photos previously with uh, who he beat up and we get his side of the story. Yeah. Cause, and it's a little bit different the, uh, than the cops mentioned or how they put it. Yeah. Cause the cops are like, Oh, you know, this Dom, you may think he's all good, but, Look at this. He's got this rap sheet. He's a violent lunatic. He beat the hell of this guy with a wrench. And yeah, when Dom explains it, there's a much more human element to it. It was just like a, he almost went into a different place. He was just captured by what happened to his dad and he like lost himself in that moment. And you see that he's really haunted by it. I think Vin Diesel does a good job portraying that. Oh, yeah. And even knows it wasn't just like casual violence it really meant some to him. No, yeah, it was just the moment brought into it, like a pure emotion, and he just couldn't hold himself. He knows where the guy goes. Like, he's a janitor at a high school, so he's like, he followed up on this. Like, it's it's something that still haunts him. Uh, does it haunt him, in, like, all the way up until Fast 9? Who knows? <laughs> but at least at this point, it's to find him going forward, and he's, yeah, it's, I think that's why he says he kind of lives in the moment now and tries to live in the 10 seconds ahead. Oh, certainly. He tried to always be present so he doesn't lose himself again like that. So this place, Cha Cha Cha, at least up as as Cohen put it uh, in like 2002 or whatever, uh, does like did exist. 
Oh. Uh, as an actual restaurant, don't know if it still exists because if I if that is the case, I would definitely go there next time I'm in L.A. Well, you should also check out uh, my local Mexican restaurant, Viva Mexico. It's got a somewhat similar vibe to this. And that's a really great restaurant. I mean, you should also check out my local Mexican restaurant, Guacamole. Oh, is that a good one too? Hmm. It is a great one. It changed locations from down the street next to my uh, gym and is now over near, uh, I think, the MC uh, M store, thrift shop, um, and is doing really well. Yeah. Yeah. They, at least last year when we all went. Um, and yeah, this is just still, this is, it's just, uh, again, some nice, like, character building between the two. And even, like, explanations as to like you know where all the all these characters came from and how they knew each other yeah and i think she does a good job describing how she's uh one of those characters who lives in the shadow of someone who's so dynamic that all the attention's always drawn to them and she's just kind of you know hidden by it she doesn't quite get to ever be the the center yeah which kind of hope that she kind of gets her moment to shine at some point and not just be the wife because there is character to her um and yeah i also kind of wish that like i mean maybe we will get this later on but i kind of wish that he asked her about her like what she thinks about uh, what happened with her dad yeah that would have been nice absolutely because, you know, Dom, they're, they're siblings for pit's sakes. Or, like, you know, a funny story that Dom used to be, or Dom, what, what Dom was like, like, he was a big softy when he was a kid or something like that. And he's, just over time, he's grown to, like, get, you know, pretty grumpy or what, not grumpy, but, you know, become many is. But um, I do like that scene of her also driving the vehicle. I think that's a good yeah. setup for uh, something later on. But, anyways. Yeah, because everyone's got a relationship with cars, and hers is more free spirited. Yeah, she may not like race uh, for seriousness, but she definitely uh, can drive, which makes sense, I guess, given her heritage. I also like this moment. We just saw that another theft happened and he gets the phone call from the feds right there when she's in bed with him. Yep. And she seems a little curious. She's like, what was that? Hmm. Wrong number. All right. Really? You're going to have to try better, bud. And she almost did seem suspicious for a second. She's like, yeah, just like mm, I don't know. Well, it can't be the cops, but like just another phone call. Like whether she's like, hey, it's the, uh, it's, the it's like another girl or something. By the way, um, Cohen kind of was like, yeah, I had to cut the scene short, even though I wanted it to go on longer. I'm like, okay, what the heck is that about? Hey, oh, he was hoping for a grease scene. Maybe. <laughs> A little soft sex scene. Well, speaking of, well, actually, you're gonna get your. He's gonna get his uh, his wish shortly. I'll be at like dry humping scene, really. Oh hey yo. Um, I do like the fact that Brian does have like does wear a balaclava. That's that's probably smart on his part. Yeah, I don't know why he was even a part of it in the first place. Did they really need him there? Yeah. Um, with what's about to happen. I feel like it was more of just a juxta- juxtaposition thing. Oh my god! Oh my god! This scene is a bit much for me. Uh, with the cops? No, with the uh, Dom. Yeah, you see FBI on the side. Yeah, that's fair. He was grabbing her butt. I mean, that's a little bit too uh, sexual. Albeit, I assume they like consented to this. 
By the way, this song was really familiar to me, but I was like, who's sing who's singing this? Did you look it up? I guess you probably probably can't hear right now. No, I didn't. Yeah, I yeah, I know. I'm like, oh man, that okay. I know that, that, that was like nasty, but that was also pretty cool. <laughs> that like choke slam or whatnot, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And here we see like another side to Johnny where uh, it's kind of a Godfatherish thing where like his, I guess family did like they were immigrants and they, you know, came to America and you know, uh, built up their reputation and their income to you know have this place and whatnot and you know now he's they bust into this place grabbed him and uh, I think this is his dad pretty sure or just one of his family members and just yet yeah, utter disrespect of like you, know, you brought shame yeah. on the family like how could you it's like yeah, it's just slaps him i kind of almost feel for him even though he's uh kind of a scumbag but no you kind of like dang fair enough yeah and it's like uh, he's not innocent so you can't feel too bad for him but <laughs> no certainly not yeah certainly not but at the same time it's like they just showed another side where he is like a fan, like just no, no different than Dom. He's a family man. Yeah. And he seemed to really cherish as well that moment with his family. And yeah. So yeah, they do a good job just in small moments like that. Yeah. It's like Brian's actually the only one where we don't know much about him. Like his, yeah. his backstory. And uh, now obviously I just mean within this film, if we didn't consider, like if we kept it as like, you know, in a vacuum, like we don't really know much about Brian. Like why is he wanting to become detective other than I just like, I guess just wants to, you know, work, work his way up in the world. Yeah. And I almost wonder if, uh, if he wasn't such an attractive uh, actor playing him and he wasn't charming, like, would he be like an unlikable character? Cause we liked Dom. We liked his family. And here's this Judas in his midst. Like, do they do enough character wise to make us like this guy and care about him? That I'm not sure. That is. Yeah, no, that's a that's a really good question. Like, was not to give another backstory, but like, did was Brian's dad in the force? Was his mom in the force? Did he have like a brother or a sibling in, in the force? Like, like what's what's going on here? Or is it, again, is it just like generic i have to you know go ahead. i especially when cohen was like getting a lot of what is it he was getting a lot of uh comparisons to like point break a uh, break excuse me hmm. uh, of like undercover stuff which by the way speaking of which do you think this separates itself from point break at all or is there like too much like similarities oh i've never seen that film oh interesting okay well fair enough <laughs> Yeah, maybe the thing that we like about maybe Brian being this undercover cop and all, all he really is striving for is to be a detective, but he loves this racing and stuff. Maybe it's more about him finding his new identity and finding his, his real family. So maybe that's why, maybe that's where his character comes in. And by the end, when he makes his, his choice at the very last moments in the movie, that's kind of him discovering who he is. I don't know. Yeah, so he's like a blank slate, eh? Yeah, it could be. Maybe something like that. Maybe that's some BS for me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So this guy right here in the Ferrari is actually one of the producers to the film. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, who's not a total tool, by the way, according to Rob. 
And again, I've been in moments like this and I've been in moments like this where I wasn't driving and my friends did participate or maybe my friends were the ones who were accelerating and then took off. And oh boy, I'm always like, oh, this this is just this doesn't seem like it's worthwhile, by the way. Like there's no need for that kind of stuff. <laughs> when I when I get when I eventually like draw our thumbnail for this episode, I'm definitely making us wear those shades. <laughs> those are some really dated shades. Those are some awesome shades, which Oh, you like the <laughs> Dude, like come on. Oh no, no, no. Vin Diesel's is okay. Paul Walker's I think are pretty ugly, but Seriously? This was never my style. When we were living in these times, I mean, 2001, we were really young, but this kind of stuff stuck around to like 2004. I, I always balked against it. I always wore like the big, uh, the big shades. Yeah, no, like aviators. Like aviators, exactly. Yeah. I mean, dude, I can rock aviators. I got like two pairs, but like, come on, you gotta like have a variety. Like how a bunch of people got like a bunch of shoes, like different shoes or whatnot for the occasion. Like I got. I got to have me some like different sunglasses for the occasion. Yeah. I never liked the thin kind of slick look of the the early aughts. Fair enough. I'm loving it, man. Uh, By (laughs) the way, this movie I think does feel distinctively different than like um, the matrix, even though there is like they they dress in black, like to during the heist. I think that makes sense. Yeah. I think there's some infiltration stuff, Um, but this part here where, you know, to kind of keep up his appearance and the fact that he's also working on a uh, schedule, almost like a time uh, timetable, excuse me. Uh, yeah. We basically have Brian kind of pushing Dom and, and question and, and like kind of I think it's he's actually coming from the heart, but also still coming from the fact that he's undercover and needing to get the bottom of this and confronting him of like, you know. I don't want to be, and I kind of have this as well, where I don't, I don't want to owe anybody anything. I don't want to just be like, you know, you give yeah. me all this, all these freebies and whatnot. Like I want to earn my way up. I want to like earn my dollar. Uh, and so uh, I kind of like this confrontation. And I think he convinces him again. I think he does a great job of convincing him. So yeah, good on, good on you, Paul and, and good on you, Brian. And again, I, yeah, Paul Walker, I think is really essential for this part. All the scenes that he's in, he really does a, a great job selling them. And I also, in a way, lose Paul Walker in the role. Like I don't necessarily see him. I, I see this character in it. It all complements well. That is a testament to his acting ability. Yeah. Uh, this is a famous Arizona Speedway, I believe. Or no, air, airport, sorry. Airport scene that they film a lot. What, 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 what you oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, with the uh, the pulling down the pants and the water uh, coming down there. Yeah, that's 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 fair. Um, <laughs> Rob was especially like, "Oh yeah, we enjoyed that scene too." I'm like, "Oh, for pit's sakes, <laughs> fair enough." Um, uh, he said that in this. Uh, also, that's one of the crew members as well doing the uh, being the flagger, um, <laughs> or the flag starter, whatever it is. Um, this uh, on this day, 120 degrees Fahrenheit. It looks hot as hell holy crap like you can just tell it's a hot day ah uh, like i couldn't do it man like flip we had a peat dome two years ago like man i can't do it i was in florida last year Foo boy florida man like what the heck <laughs> can't believe i got that in there it's so bad <laughs> um 
And then we get this little moment. It's it's nice again that they take some time for little side folks. They gotta they gotta show Letty like uh, can can practice what she preaches. Yeah, we get a little sexist fuck here. This guy like. Oh yeah, she's not only like you know she's not just eye candy. Like she's an actual like you know contribution to the team. Which, by the way, I'll just say uh, the original fifty four Fast and Furious. It opens up with this lady driving to a diner she's driving in a fancy jaguar she's a racer and this 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 overweight asshole guy comes up to her and he's like just being like a chauvinist guy like he's like hitting on her being rude to her and then she's like i'm just trying to go about my day then he's like wow well i guess sorry for trying to be friendly and i was like wow even in the 50s you know the, the those types still existed and they're still being commented on for being assholes. Man, man alive. Yeah, when, the, when are these people going to learn? <laughs> what a goof. What yeah. an absolute goof. Tisk, tisk, tisk. And funnily enough, this is actually funny. He was a trucker and he was commenting that, oh, there's these people robbing our trucks. And he's like, I got my gun. I'm just as good as any cop. If uh, anyone tries to rob my truck, I'm just going to shoot him up. And I was like, oh, okay, I can see the references again here that they're, uh, even though maybe it wasn't intentional, but just the slight similarities. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Man, camper vans, what the hey? Or camper tra- trailers, jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, all of a sudden here comes Jesse kind of like trying to prove his worth and his value. And he's going to put his put his car, his, his dad's car up for grabs. Oh, man, that's not going to end uh I mean, hopefully he's not racing anybody important and he'll like speed by and whatnot. This will hopefully. Oh, crap. (laughs) That ain't good. It's kind of a weird moment. I mean, I guess they set up that Jesse, you know, he's got some attention issues and all the and uh, Brian here trying to talk to him, telling him about how much of a bad move this is. And he's just like completely skipping past it. He can't think or focus on what Brian's saying. Yep. But I don't know. It, it seems like a weird choice for him to make this move. Comes like maybe slightly a little bit out of nowhere. I love his nail polish, though. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. I used to rock the black nail polish as a teenager all the time. I wish I can get back to it. Did he have blue nail polish? Or am I thinking of something else? It, maybe it's blue and that's just my colorblindness speaking. No, no, no. It's black. I just I forgot. Maybe it was. Blue, oh. but yeah. Maybe he just feels like he's not, I forget what Rob said in the scene, but like, yeah, maybe he's not, or maybe he wasn't talking about this now, but maybe he's feeling like, uh, of little worth or whatnot. It's like, not really like Vince never had a problem with him and Leon doesn't like have a problem with them either. Or Leo, sorry, doesn't have a problem with it. So. And then after he loses the race, he takes off. Yeah, he just panics and is like, "Oh crap!" Like has a gets triggered or whatever, and has to like go go for a ride basically and, and think it over and cool down. Yeah, this went to the car wash, and this causes a conflict with with Johnny Tran and and Dom. And is is this why Dom goes off on that? Oh wow, that. Sorry, I was getting distracted by the security guard in the background. He looked really familiar. That's fair. But sorry, is that why Dom goes off on his sudden uh, crime spree on the truck? Or was that a plan that they already had? Because I was like, maybe he's doing this in order to, you know, in order to pay back Johnny Tran for the car that Jesse didn't give up. I wasn't sure. I, ooh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. 
Oh, there you go. She can fight. Let's go. Yeah, that, that security guard that grabbed Dom just then. That's the one that... Man, that guy looks so familiar. The uh, the uh, Polynesian one? Yeah, yeah, him. Okay. Um, speaking of which, by the way, that scene, like, Vin Diesel got so into it, hopefully not actually hurting uh, Rick Yoon, but, like, he got so into it that, like, he absolutely, like, back-elbowed the, uh, the security guard, the stunt double, the, the, the Polynesian guy. Oh, that's funny. And he got a, and he got a broken nose. Oh, wow. Oh, no. He's a stunt man, but even still, he's like, oh, man. So I'm, I'm, maybe that's why I recognize yeah, him. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't I have no idea. Um, oh, I found him. No, but to answer. Oh, really? He's what? credited as Samoan guard. <laughs> and yeah, I've seen him in so many things. Okay. He played a sumo wrestler and Austin Powers. Yeah, shows up all over. Oh, Batman and Robin. He shows up as a guard. Huh, interesting. Maybe I've just seen him in the background everywhere. Yeah, just a working man. Oh. Actually, I think I may have found what I recognize him from. Uh-huh. What is it, sir? Uh, Maybe uh, the Street Fighter. Uh, yep, that's him. Oh! The, the 90s Street Fighter. He plays E-Honda. Yeah, he's E-Honda, right? Yeah. Yeah, I hear he's a nice guy. Like, he's a really, like, easygoing guy. Oh, that's funny. And we'll certainly, uh, well, yeah, we'll get to him at some point. Yep, that's true. Just, just wait, don't worry, we're gonna do the Street Fighter, don't worry. Well, okay, I don't want the Street Fighter, but, like, we'll definitely do uh, Street Fighter 2. What do you think about the, the score of this movie, by the way? Uh, I know Rob was going off on how, like, you know, they're, like, it was trying to mix, like, you know, like, uh, some, some modern stuff, like, the, he said there was some rave music, there's techno, but there's also a bit of, like, instrumentation, mm-hmm. uh, like, traditional score. So I guess I think it's a good mix between like all of them for what's diegetically there and what's non-diegetically there. Yeah. I like the music that's playing right now. I, I guess, I guess you can't hear it, but <laughs> yeah, I can't. It's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard there, bud of like, yeah, uh, that's fair. <laughs> I'm, I'm hearing you, but uh, that's not, neither here nor there. But yeah, here's yeah. For anyone who's listening, it's a good piece of music. <laughs> uh, so I don't actually have like a, answer for your previous question of like why dom lashed out at johnny i just assumed he was done with his crap and after when he yeah. you know shot him and Don, like uh brian up he's like yeah I'm, i i just not have this with you um and also with uh i guess what they've seen earlier with the uh interrogating the potential uh guy who's in the body shop or the the auto shop excuse me the auto center excuse me Um, and now we have the big reveal that, uh, yeah, I'm a cop. Oh man. You're my only hope. Yeah. I, I, I think the music really escalates this scene. It's got a really uh, propulsive quality to it and just amps up the tension. I think that really works. So, uh, all this, by the way, uh, inside a studio. Yeah, very clearly. So, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think it's, uh, I think it's convincing enough. I can, I definitely can see it, but I don't know. I think it works. I think it's okay. Yeah. This, this back projection looks very similar to the stuff in the fifties film. They had not advanced that much. <laughs> hey, maybe it's a, maybe it's a throwback. Shout out. <laughs> Could be. It's at least more synced. I'll say that. But I do like this scene. I like his, uh, his passionate pleas convinced Mia to turn her brother's over, turn her brother over to the cops. So 
that's a big moment for her. Oh yeah, certainly. Um, oh man, those cell phones, by the way. Woo. Yeah. Boy, have they changed. Of course they have. <laughs> just fly. It's look, it's just a throwback. All right. We're, we're going back to a culture. Like when we were very young and I didn't even like know about those cell phones for a long time. Oh, wow. I loved, um, yeah, my parents had one of the giant brick ones that were as big as my oh, head. Bigger. Yes. You mean, you mean a, um, what, what, what is the joke there? You mean, uh, one of those battering rams for breaching and, uh, swats to like breach doors. <laughs> yeah. I look like a, like a military walkie talkie from the eighties. <laughs> oh, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, I loved early on during the first race when we see the little, uh, little screen come out of his dashboard paul walker's dashboard do you remember that <laughs> oh sorry he pressed a button and the little screen comes out yes yeah in brian's car yep i was like oh that's some fancy tech back for yep. around 2001 <laughs> yeah not only that but like you know the subwoofer system that vin diesel had in the back man you would see that all the time on pimp my ride by exhibit done a few years later oh god yes wow Let's go back to that, eh? Talk about dated exhibit. No, he's got Which back in my my rap phase, I was a big fan of his. No, dude, he's got another album out. Oh wow, I didn't realize he was still putting out music. Maybe I thought he was dead. <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh man. Every now I remember everybody, if, if if an artist has not made a uh if they've not made a album in several years, they've probably broken up or died. Yeah, John Rule, definitely, definitely gone. Gone from this world. Sir, look him up, please. <laughs> no, he's probably not. <laughs> Making albums? I think I heard him say something a few years ago about 50 Cent, so he's probably still around. Oh, of course. Just because, you know, probably needing to, like, no, you know, never mind. Damn. <laughs> I know where you're going. I, uh, okay, yeah, you can read between <laughs> the lines. Never mind. <laughs> F. Yeah, that island of uh, relevancy is starting to shrink for him. Ugh. No, that's mean. That's with everybody. <laughs> you guys only wish you guys had relevancy. It's like, we never expected to. <laughs> yep, that's true. You expect us to actually have relevancy here? But here comes the big Mad Max scene. Yep. Yeah, and I think this this is one of my favorite sequences in the movie. I think this is all really well done. I love car action. I uh, I complain in some of our other stuff that I'm just not that into action stuff. But when it comes to vehicles, I I can just really get into it. I think it helps that you've also seen this done w- like once before, so you you understand what their heist is like, and now you actually see them without any of their uh, without any of their gear on. So now they're like out in broad daylight. Yeah. I don't know what it is about. You can always tell when they're doing these kind of shots with uh, live vehicles. You can always see that the, the the camera itself is moving with the speed of the vehicles. And something about that I find very exciting, even though it can be kind of shaky at times. It just brings a sort of realism to it or something. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of there certainly is a lot of um, shaky cam in this, but I think it I think it works. Yeah, and I'm just, at least, at least me, like give just given like the 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 fact that like you know he he is trying to use like steady or he's using handheld cameras, so 
it's kind of to be expected, of course. Yeah, and I think it's a big contrast from that that race, which felt kind of cartoony. This one has a much more grounded feel to it. And I think the fact that Vince's life is in is actively in danger here uh, grounds it as well. Doesn't feel like it's just this fun kind of, oh, you know, we're taking some risks with our lives with this street racing, but it's it's all for fun. This one has that real bite to it. Yeah. Also, I, I, I can't help but think of it. Um, I kind of wish, though. Okay, I'll say this. I would, yeah, I mean, okay. I wish they kind of focused in on the, maybe they don't, they, they are now, but I didn't really see his hand get wrapped by his core, his cable. Uh, obviously until now uh, just to kind of showed that but yeah that is grody yeah that is brutal i was actually surprised by that I was like holy smokes like going from like you know the later stuff from like seven and eight to this i'm like man this is intense and there's also blood and it's kind of like this guy's in jeopardy that i i could not escape when i was watching this sequence thinking of the trailers for fast nine and i was like wow i i wonder if they're if they'd ever have a scene like this again like, this is some real intensity. It feels so grounded. From what I've seen from those trailers, it looks like it just explodes into cartooniness the whole way here. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's just, it's the A-Team. It's Saturday morning mm. cartoons. That was a really good shot. And yeah, no, I, I think all this stuff's fantastic. I think this is really well done. Yeah, that was, that was a really good shot. Uh, Rodriguez, like, going under the car. Um, even though it cut three times. I was like, no, I was perfectly cut, though. Mm-hmm. It is Leon. Okay, I thought it was Leo. I mean, it's the same thing, but... Um, kind of kind of wishing that somebody, some Nimrod, had like a suicide handle on there. That'd be kind of funny. Oh, wow. Leon, Leon drives just like I do with his foot up. Like that. <laughs> That's how I drive. <laughs> Dude, what the puck? I have my foot on inside the, uh, the little corner part all the time. And <laughs> somehow she survived. Oh, yeah. Spitting out blood, though. Here comes Brian. Had to use a lot of gas, though, probably to get here. Oh, crap. I'm a few seconds behind you. Uh, you want a timestamp, or are you good? No, I just jumped forward like five seconds. Okay. Oh, that arm is grody. Holy crap. Oh, he's slowing down. Um, by the way, when they uh, when Brian zipped by Leon and Letty, uh, that was CGI. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. Convincing though, but uh yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Not about that. <laughs> um by the way, I couldn't help but when they said the uh when they kept mentioning by the way and setting up, which I like, uh, the truckers are arming themselves that I didn't actually listen to the first time. When I watched this film like I think, I don't know, 5 years ago, um that that didn't like stick out to me and I didn't even hear about that. And by the way, here's the payoff uh of Mia driving the car now. So yeah. she actually can drive the car rather than like, what, how is she driving the car? It's like, well, that's why the scene before at the, after like the, the dinner uh, shows that she can drive. So there you go. Um, but yeah, with the uh, characters or with the, uh, sorry, characters, but yeah, truckers, the truckers arming themselves. Yeah. I could not help but think of last year's occupation. <laughs> oh yeah. I was right there. Yeah. Other than like, I don't know if weapons were involved. Um, I mean, I assume the truckers probably had weapons with them, but they never used them. I don't know. I don't want to assume that on yeah. them, though. Yeah, no, when I was watching that original one and that, that trucker was painted as this misogynistic asshole, 
I was thinking, oh, I bet he joined the Freedom Convoy if he was still kicking. Oh, dude, <laughs> bud. Of course he would. Yeah, and I like that we don't even ever see the trucker's face. Always sees him loading up his gun. Yep. <laughs> like, they just do not care about painting him as sympathetic. Oh, that is literally what, like, almost not word for word, but that is exactly what, like, Cohen was thinking of just, like, we're not making this guy sympathetic. Uh, we're, <laughs> okay. we're not even making this guy a character. He's just, like, a monster. <laughs> like, he's been trying to paint uh, everybody as, like, characters in this. And mm-hmm. no, he's not. Like, not the trucker is not. Um, <laughs> and he also, it's funny because Cohen believes in, like, you know, uh, has believes in some buddhist teachings and hmm. doesn't fully believe like one for one where it's like you know uh good and bad but he certainly was talking about like vin diesel having karma uh come to him uh with all these these heists and finally this is the one that turned out really bad you know i like that beforehand everyone except for him was like yeah i got a really bad feeling about this one maybe we shouldn't do this but Dom was just pushing them to go forward. Yep. I love this moment too. Oh yeah. Vin Diesel's uh, reaction. And the way that Brian keeps looking at him, just like he's got to stay focused, but at the same time, he's terrified to see what his reaction is going to be. Yeah. It's, it's almost like you could read denial on, on Vin's face and like, please don't let it be true. And he like looks to Mia and is like, please tell me like, did you know? And it's like, of course I didn't, didn't know till now. Yeah, and I bet it's much more com- complex for Dom too, because if if they hadn't shown up, Vince would be dead most likely. Oh yeah, no. he just saved his in his way his brother's life, and but then delivering this betrayal at the same time, lots of complex emotions in that scene. Oh yeah, no, I think I think Vin shows them off uh, masterfully, or at least beautifully, convincingly. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, very strong climax, I would say, for this movie. And it's not over yet, though. It's you think yeah. it's over. It's not. It's like what? It's not. Yeah, and color me surprised. I was not expecting to come back and being as impressed as I was. I know. Like <laughs> when again when I saw this after I think it was uh, seven. I saw maybe it was nine or eight. I don't remember now. But when I saw it again, I was like. There's actually meat to chew on here, like actual like good meat to chew on. Like, yeah, obviously there's some things where you're just like, all right, that's so 2000s. But I'm like, no, yeah. this is like some good stuff, man. Like, or at least, yeah, yeah, I think convincing stuff. Yeah, and it starts out pretty cheesy for like maybe the first 40 minutes. Then at a certain point it turns and it becomes a lot more dramatic. And I think both elements of it, the cheesy part and the dramatic stuff are, are quite good, quite well done so agreed so it succeeds in both modes there is no way he is like not getting stuck in that traffic baloney and here's a a bigger moment for dom he was mentioning earlier that he was scared of this this vehicle yep due to the stuff with his dad and now he's finally going to get behind the wheel of it yeah so here you're questioning like all right what's what what's happening here? Uh, like why what why is Dom getting in the in his in his dad's muscle car and his in his Mustang? Um, what's what's like you know shouldn't the thing be over? Aha, Jesse. So like what's what's going on? What's going mm. on there? Oh boy. Yeah, that's a more of a 
they had their looks of the confrontation of him realizing as a cop, and then we had the verbal. Yep. But yeah, here we go with yeah, poor Jesse. Yeah, poor Jesse. And maybe he was just lost in the in the moment, couldn't think about it. How sad that Jesse doesn't notice, but both of them do. Oh, we noticed too late. <laughs> That's the thing. Wait, what's that sound? Oh boy. Oh no. It's a drive by. Yeah. Mrs. Brian completely. Yeah. Dom is like, holy smokes. This is every single oh not Jesse, no. Yeah, Corpse McGee. No. Honestly, like I wouldn't have known. Like I, I think they didn't even set like Maybe you could say like, oh, they gave Jesse uh, like, retroactively. Maybe you could say like, oh, they gave all his like this characterization to him just because he dies. Because like we don't really know anything about Leon, and we know much about Vince. So yeah. it's like, all right, looking back, yeah, I guess I guess so. But even then, I wasn't convinced that it was Jesse who was gonna die. Yeah, and I like that uh, Brian's the first one to get behind the car. It's like, no, this isn't gonna stand. And then the club music kicks in, and Dom joins the chase. Like you can feel it. maybe it's this point when Brian becomes a part of the gang. And he's like, I got to take these guys down. Yeah, this is not cop Brian. This is like Brian of the streets uh, yeah. of, the, of the Dom crew. He's like, no, 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 no. You, you, you got Jesse. I got to get you guys back. And I like seeing the use of the NOS, not in the chase. And again, really propulsive music. All that stuff's really working. Yeah, you think it, even though it's like outdated music, oh, for some people, I think it's still freaking bomb and boss, personally, but uh, <laughs> I kind of miss it sometimes, but even still, um, yeah, it, it fits It fits with the, uh, I guess, with the, the dynamic of the chase itself. Yeah. I guess showing that the submachine gun can't exactly, like, you know, reach everything, <laughs> doesn't exactly have the range other, like, guns have. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a silly gun. When it, I like when it started their car on fire before, and yeah, they were shooting at those guys. They were all standing there, and they only hit the one. <laughs> it's called spray and pray for a reason. There you go. Yeah, yeah, it looks stylish, but not all that effective for. Oh, oh yeah, maybe only up close. <laughs> Oh, great. Now we got one in the front and one behind. That's not good. You do not want to be here. Yeah, the camera's going crazy with some of this stuff. Oh, there's Dom and his... Uh, whoa. Here comes the... Uh, what the hey was that thing called? I forget what the uh, the Green Hornet's beast was called. Or his his uh, vehicle was called. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Was it Black Beauty? Or is it the Hornet? I don't remember now. But it kind of. I'm pretty sure it was also a Mustang, wasn't it? Or it was a... It was a muscle car of some sort. Yeah. No, I don't remember what it was, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, I've got a ton of those comics because my sister used to read them, nice. but I've only read one or two of them. And she gave them all to me when she stopped reading comics, but I've never delved deep. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. I think he fired shots. I think he fired. Another. He better have like reloaded his clip because like. Yeah. And in, in his way, he just basically killed that guy. <laughs> I know he did. I was about to say like. Like I said, this is the Brian of of Dom's crew, fire, yeah. like fighting back, uh, and basically killing Johnny. Like he he straight up like murders him. 
Uh, Conan gave a shout out to uh, uh, to Rick himself for like acting with his eyes open, like how, how like, like acting dead sorry with his eyes open. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. Uh, like he looked convincing. Um, anyways, now we basically have Brian again going back to get Dom and I guess again try to take him into custody. But again, there's something else as well where it's just like bring him back of like, no nah, man, I'm like, yeah, that's this. This I feel like maybe he's conflicted. He's realized he went too far, but there's still that bond that's too, too tight. I've they're bros. <laughs> I built this bond up like this entire movie, and I'm I'm just yeah, I'm at a crossroads right now. Yeah, yeah. And this race was what finally uh finally settles it. Yep. Again, Cohen's wanting to do like with every every race, every like chase or whatever, he's always wanted to do something different. I'm pretty sure he succeeds at that in this entire movie. I think like every yes. single time we're behind or we're in a vehicle and they're about to like start, um, it's always different somehow. There's always a different like either setting or just like different set of circumstances that make it different from the last. Uh, I was told again by Rob uh, personally. Yeah, of course he phoned me up. <laughs> yeah. um, he texted me while we were doing this commentary um, when they were doing the stunt with the wheelie and the Mustang. Uh, it kept not working because the engine kept flooding. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, what did he call this? He called this thing scribbing, which I feel like that's a, that's an insensitive word. <laughs> oh really? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. But he like he called this slow motion style scribbing because it's like slow motion, but also like kind of like after effects almost. Yeah. Oh. Very odds. Oh, hey, look at that! We're going back into the car. Oh no, he blew a gasket, or yeah, what he blew, but like that's not good. No wonder he's scared. Yeah, it almost seems animated. This this slow motion. Yeah, and yet you you think like you know make me think of take on me. Take on that too. Uh, you think it's like you know it's incoherent to see what's going on. No, I could still tell what's going on, but maybe that's just me. Cause no. Yeah. You could see. Whoa. This is the big moment. Actually, it's kind of funny. Yeah. It's kind of funny. What happens here where like, I, I guess it makes sense though. Like trains do come in fast. It's not this. It was something else. Are they going to make it like who's it's, it's not, it's either as Cohen put it, that's a great shot. Um, yeah. It's either who's going to, it's not who's going to make it. It's who's going to get there first. Like death is not on their mind right now, especially with this. Nope. A team flip. Yeah. And that car just folds those fucking wheels. Oh man. Oh yeah. That is rough to watch. <laughs> that is a great shot though. That is a great like impact. And yeah. Everything. Yeah. Largely again, like not much like CGI when it comes to like the cars itself. Oh yeah, absolutely, and that's another thing I'm curious to see if they keep going forward. <laughs> How much of the real stunts we're gonna get? All right, and again, operatic as he mentioned, like says straight up, uh, Cohen, no way in heck like Dom would survive this, or at least he would be unconscious and fractured all apart. But he's got a tiny little cut, <laughs> maybe a sprained bicep or something. Like not even a concussion of any sorts, like. <laughs> There's a moment in seven where I was like, okay, is he superhuman or something like that? Like, does he have like some sort of like 
I don't know, enhancement or something like that. Because I'm not gonna. I'll point it out when we get to it eventually. But like, man, Dom, like it's a cartoon. You know? I know, yeah, it is. <laughs> Except this part here. This part is like, oh yeah, this is good. This this, this is a good stuff, man. Like Brian, you know, like just again, still trying to prove himself to like Dom of like. I lo- I love that. I owe you a ten second yeah. car. It's like he did, and he he definitely does. And I think they had a rule of three of that. I think that's the third time he's used that line. Yes, he did. Look at that. Look at that um, train in the background, by the way. It's kind of, I just think that's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> like we saw a fast train going by, and now it's like a slower train. But again, yeah, trains do that. It's, it's different trains. Yeah, and we'd seen in this little climax here, he'd had a little bit of being pulled in both directions. This one, he picked it. Yep. It's like that's it's me and him and it's his crew. Now maybe he's the undercover... Uh, Dom's crew guy instead of under. Oh, I don't like that when he looks right at the camera. I don't know if we're exactly in sync, but <laughs> no, yeah, I saw it too. I think you're actually ahead of me. In fact, that reminded me again of uh, Ghosts of Mars. Remember at the very end, they do the exact same thing. Uh, they walk towards the camera and they both look at it briefly. Oh, did they? I don't. I, I don't remember. I thought they were like about to fire their guns. Actually, I think it's only Ice Cube. I think Ice Cube looks right into the camera. And then they walk and then it fades away. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if it's anybody, it's Ice Cube. <laughs> and here's some job rule. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Part, bit in the movie and uh, now also contributing to the soundtrack. Yeah, very distinct voice job rule. Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, man. What a babe. Dang. What a film. That too. Yeah. So it was Jordan Brewster. Or Joanna Brewster, excuse me. Got that wrong. It definitely... I can understand why this would have started a massive franchise. It's yeah. Yeah. Especially with like the ending actually being uncertain and like an odds film, by the way, like as, as Rob pointed out, it's like, you're not wrong. Like what other film could do that and have kind of like the gall to like, end on like a, a note of mystery and of uncertainty. And it doesn't feel, how do I put it? It doesn't feel uh, could not just contrive it. It doesn't feel sequel baity, even though it is. Yeah, but it certainly ends. Like I think, I think the story itself ends when he, when Brian makes that decision to give Dom his keys. Hundred percent. Like I think, yeah, the whole the whole film ends, and it can still continue with sequels. But like the whole movie is is it? That's it. Like the movie's over. Yeah, the story that they were telling with this movie is told. Yep. He picked his side and. And that's it, it worked out great. <laughs> I, I think that all was handled so well in the, the climax. Their last like maybe 30 minutes, I think, is the strongest stuff. Yeah, so starts out goofy, uh, builds itself up though in the middle, and then ends spectacularly. Yeah, and as a, a giant fan of car movies, this franchise it it had soured in my mind. Um, I think maybe Tokyo Drift and Fast and Furious had maybe even the second one, I don't really remember that. Yeah, it's soured, but we'll find out. <laughs> but coming back to this, it's a very strong entry in the the 2000s for yeah, one of these films, one of the better ones I've seen. From the Are office. you saying that uh, that Tokyo Drift uh, drifted away? I remember seeing that at the time and being like, mm, misstep. And then seeing Fast and Furious in the theater and being like, I don't know, this just doesn't this doesn't feel the same anymore. But who knows? Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, we gotta. Yeah, yeah. We're, this is the this is the thing. We're we're definitely like either re yeah we're, we're going back to 
you know, a series from like, this is the whole point of retrospective is we're going back to see like, you know, if this holds up or not. Uh, and this whole series, that is the point to see if they hold up or if we're just going to like, if this just becomes um, the super friends and we're just here to have a good time. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm kind of in a similar spot, funnily enough, with Underworld, another one where I had the UMD discs. Because, yeah, both of those, I went to go see one of the entries in the theater, and that was kind of it for me Yep. after the disappointments. So, yeah, that, that's it's fun revisiting these pieces of my childhood, both of them. Yeah, and it's, it's weird having, like, not seen this as, like, a kid, seeing this as, like, a young adult, and then seeing the same thing with Underworld. I've been impressed yeah. by like the three, like literally like the underworld, the second one. And then this one, I'm like, these are yeah. actually like, I mean, there's some like rough bits here and there. I'm not like fully rough, but like, you know, there's stuff that maybe not doesn't, doesn't hit right. But like, man, in the end, they actually like have a lot of stuff to chew on, which is nice. Yeah, no doubt. And what do you think, by the way, these, the way they're doing the credits when they were cutting in those car bits, Yeah, maybe it was like bleeding into it. <laughs> I think either it's like some of those, those are probably like other like daily shots or just shots that he wanted to use, but couldn't. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, not, not a bad idea. Yeah. Way to make the credits more fun. Oh yeah. And again, yeah. Doing stuff with the credits. And I didn't stay to the end. I don't know if they have a, um, uh, whatever it's called post-credit scene. So I guess we'll see. I don't know if oh, you yeah. watched them. Oh, uh, no, I didn't. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. I don't even know if, in the like the later ones if they do or not so i'm actually excited we're, we're gonna find out yeah and do you want to jump into your final thoughts or while we're we're waiting for you for this year absolutely that's that is kind of the point of this right yeah my final thoughts yeah, yeah this is this film's awesome this film uh actually holds its own i think it still holds up yeah there's some words and canceled words that you can't use anymore but yeah. overall i highly recommend uh this film and definitely am feeling it Oh, wow. By the way, I just saw the soundtracks and it was said yep. Def Jam and Murder, Inc. Uh-huh. There's some really dated stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that is some old stuff, man. Yeah, the old days of gangster rap. Oh, boy. I got to <laughs> check to see if like the soundtrack's on uh, title, because if it is, I am putting I'm like downloading <laughs> and uh, listening to it tomorrow. I wouldn't be surprised if I back in the day downloaded some of this stuff because I was into gangster rap for a while for a few years. Oh, shoot. Brian Tyler. Nice. I guess he was like still doing stuff, obviously being a part of like Marilyn Manson's crew. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I've said my I think I've said my final thoughts mostly. But yeah, no, I really please coming back to this and really curious to revisit the rest of the series and and see explore the new stuff that i haven't seen because getting being so surprised by this one i don't know maybe i'm going to come back to uh that second oh here we go look at that little post-credit scene what is this sun is rising not setting uh on the beach yes i remember this now i do remember this baja mexico so did letty and leon make it to baja mexico Mm. corona hi corona (laughs) Oh. All right, so somebody's speeding past there. Aha, okay. So there's Dom. Oh, some narration now. Hey, beating Marvel to the punch, eh? Spider-Man didn't have this the next year. Yeah, wow. I don't know if I've ever seen this. This may be brand new for me. Oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it lasts that long. 
Yeah, you yeah. were ahead of me, but I'm I'm okay with that. Um, yeah. Wow, that's an old picture. Okay, that's an old version of that, which I'm fine with. Um, but yeah, I guess yeah. All the I think at least the the lead actors do a a great job. Uh, with this, uh, they actually have some uh stuff like a script to chew on. See, I really would like highly recommend this to people. Uh, for those who think like you know, Fast and the Furious is you know too bloated and over the top. I'm like, no, nah, it started from something cool, man. Like, I think it and, and actually yeah. trying to like tell a story. Yeah, definitely go back to this. Yeah, more lean and the dramatic moments from what from what people talk about now is making a parody of the dramatic moments. These ones actually hit pretty well. Oh yeah, um, despite what you may see in like the in in the main menu. Uh, with like, or at least I have the main menu where you're just like, all right, they're showing not all like the, the good stuff because the good stuff are the quiet moments. Uh, they're showing obviously yeah. all the flair and stuff. But like I said this before, I'll say it again. Um, I'll, I won't repeat it the whole time, but I'll, I'll say it here again. I said this in Need for Speed. Um, I I want Fast 10 to go back to this. I want the last Fast and the Furious mm. to return to uh, not the street because remember, it was it's always been a heist movie. Uh, the street races are second. The heist was like the, the main thing that was happening. Even though one might think it's the street races that are the main thing, the heist was the thing that uh, Brian was after. Uh, so that was the thing. But I, I just want them to go back to something simple as this. But I, I don't think they can. <laughs> I really don't know if they can or not at this point. Hey, well, I'm excited to get there and find out. Now that we've uh, now that we broke the seal, I'm I'm pumped to jump into the rest of this. Unless somehow, like, since, well, I, I can't say anything, but like, unless like a certain villainous, or maybe, uh, no villainous, but like some character from this film comes back in 10 and is like, like, actually what I could see is like, if Dom has a child or something like that with Letty or whomever, um, they, they raise them and they like, you know, get them in, they, they, they take them on a ride in the streets. How about that? And they like you know just 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 street race and stuff like that like that, that could be kind of cool yeah i guess we'll find out yeah yep we'll find out um, that, that's it for me for now yeah and thank you isaac for this uh coming up with this idea to do this series at first i was hesitant as like oh crap we just got out of a big series now we're jumping into an even bigger one but i am ex- i am definitely curious to see where this goes yeah you're and Hobbs and shaw i don't know fucking anything at all about that that's a complete blank you know what don't look at anything don't look at any trailers now that you mention it it probably is going to show up in your feed whether it's your news feed or youtube <laughs> feed i hope not yeah my phone can hear me it'll bring it up yeah of course <laughs> everything can hear you right now but yeah for now I'm, we're going to end it there we, next, join us next time for fa- too fast too furious it's going to be a lot of fun um and yeah uh till next time uh bring back Bring, uh, bring back Nos. Let it have a run again. Not Nos, because nah, like the rapper Nos is still around. He released his third album. <laughs> oh, he's not dead? Dude, he released <laughs> his third consecutive album last year. Like, come on. <laughs> well, there you go. That's good for him. All right. Peace, everybody. Peace.